Robots got to January 14th, 2020. Uh, apparently I'm wearing a Scotton shirt, which I'm not, by the way. I don't think there's any Scotton in this. Um, is it Egyptian Scotton? It's not Egyptian Scotton. The, the thread count is very high, though. It's extremely comfortable, which is why I'm wearing it. Cozy Actually, and comfy? It is cozy and comfy. I've not showered from my run yet, so I just put this on. It was dirty. Just threw it gross on. Let's and keep gross. on sweating. Not that I'm sweating too much. It's chilly out here. Sweating but... in the free world. <clears throat> how are you? How is your? Um... Welcome to the listeners, by the way. We're a little scattered today. Kind of doing everything last minute, but it's going to pay off, I think. Not, not in true. a little bit. Hang on, kids. We, this is prepared How's as we your always are. Going? Well, <laughs> I'm killing it. <laughs> Which means you haven't started. True. <laughs> Very wow. true. Okay. So you're killing the the prep, the mental prep you're killing. Uh, sure, we could say that. Is that fair? Uh, yeah, What's the plan? I, why have you not started? There's Why haven't I started? Right. Um, I don't know. Some reason I haven't exercised for the last... 16 years? 10, 20 years. <laughs> <clears throat> what? Um, 10 years. Probably 10 years. 10 years consistently what were you doing 11 years ago for an exercise regimen uh, I was playing soccer and then you blew out the knee yeah twice a week got that shit repaired you blew out the knee twice a week you played soccer twice a week played what soccer did you twice do, a week what did you do in the off season for conditioning uh, I played soccer pretty much year round <clears throat> really this was in P-Town yeah. obviously yeah we we played indoor every week forever and then outdoor was, I was, I mean, I think we had a couple seasons, but there was like a spring and a fall season, so. Right. That's my or question. I don't remember what, about, what the actual seasons were. I, we what about played, summer I mean, winter? I played indoor year-round, and I played outdoor whenever it was offered. When seasonal. Now, yeah. I have seen you coach your, your daughter's team, your elder daughter's team, how does that translate? How does your soccer experience translate into coaching seven and eight year old girls as they run around the field and kick the ball? Um, well, Is there any translation? Her teams, I would think? yeah, her teams have been historically terrible. Basically, when coaching, I'm just trying to they her teams specifically have no sort of on field awareness. Like they don't know where they should be. They don't really know. They're they're not quite in the complete clump stage. They know they should sort of spread out a little bit and pass. But like the sort of like just like I said, spatial awareness. So like if you're on defense, uh, if like if you're trying to do an offside trap, you know, in soccer offsides, it's basically you have to be you have to have a defend. If you're on offense, you have to have a defender between You you and the goalie if you don't have the ball. So if you're playing defense, you can sort of push up to to keep people honest. Otherwise, if you if okay. you drop all the way back to the goalie, they can just hang out and do whatever they want. They got all the space they need. If you push up the right. field some, then they there's limited limited space for them to work in. And I, I there are ways for them to beat the trap. They can chip it over, all that kind of stuff. But the girls that we play and my daughter are not good enough to do that. Like only. Only a handful of them can really like sort of chip the ball with any sort of consistency. 
more power. It's so just that, that... kick it, yeah. But so that, and then just um, like my daughter, for some reason, she's playing basketball now, and it's the same issue. Like if she's off the ball, I'm I'm always telling her run to get open. If there's somebody between right. you and the person in the ball, they're not going to pass it to you because you're passing it to the other team. Right. But this concept is completely lost on her for some reason. She doesn't realize that if she runs forward, then the person can pass, you know, sort of between players. Or if she runs right. back, then both in basketball and soccer. And so I'll just be yelling at specific players like move up, move over, move away from the person with the ball like that. Just sure. basic stuff to them right now or take a shot. Because you're near the goal, like right. some player, like some there's some like naturally or players that have played more that just that have a better it. understanding of the game. Yeah, yeah. But some kids like like on her basketball team, she has what I would call their big three. They're basically I kept score. They had their first official game this last week. Nice. They were the only three that scored. They won twenty-two to twelve, so they wow. did pretty well. One and zero. That's um, a good start. There was. 10, 8, and uh, what did I say? 22? You said 22. Four, so 10, I guess. 8, and 4. Yeah. Good math. Um, Man, I should have given you a second on that one. <laughs> I could. Anyway, um, the one girl who scored four normally is one of their better scores, but uh, two of their scores basically only score on fast breaks. Mm-hmm. So this time they had a, a referee, but generally, like when we scrimmage and practice against the other team, it practices at the same time. It's basically a rugby game. They, the girls <laughs> just fucking like swipe at each other and like, or just like fouling the hell out of each other, trying to get right. the ball away. And then in in the eight year old league, they have a line that's sort of I don't know five feet from center court, okay. a black line on both sides. And so if you're like on defense. Back. You can't you can't pressure full court. You got to be on. You can't play defense until the ball gets on the other side of that line oh. to let the let the girls dribble up and sort of <laughs> so the ball's not constantly yeah, on yeah, one yeah. side or the other. No, I understand. Um, so uh, a lot of times, but you can fast break. So if the, if you steal the ball from somebody or intercept <laughs> a pass or whatever, yeah. you can run down the court. So they do that, and there are a couple a couple of girls that can hit layups that way, at least a little bit. One of the girl who scored four points, um, pump fakes every single time she has the ball. It's hilarious <laughs> because it shakes the other team like they fucking whiff at it every Wait, time. But what, I'm like, so she'll she's pump fake, gonna fake pass every time. So she'll pump fake I mean, like even if she's thirty feet from the goal, like it doesn't matter. She just that's well, I mean, she's she's smart enough not to shoot like they, okay. they're no three pointers, but right. she'll like. Anywhere on the court, she does. It's usually it's not really a pump fake. It's more of like a fake pass. Right. So she'll fake pass to the right, then pull up and shoot. She also has a spin move. So whenever she gets the ball, she basically what? just does a 360, which also shakes people. <laughs> I can only imagine at that age. Yeah. And so at this, like my this is my daughter's first time playing organized basketball. Um, constant double dribbling. Oh um, yeah. The ref this time like he he'll he'll let you get away with it a couple times and he'll be like, all right, you picked it up. You can't, you can't dribble again. I got to give it to the other team. Right. Also right, right. a lot of two handed dribbling. Yep. It's like, you can't, can't dribble with two hands. You got to, you got to do one hand. Sure. Um, and then there were only two fouls called, but there are definitely more fouls than that. But, um, <laughs> just some basics of the game. So, I mean, I was, I'm not coaching that. I was sort of keeping score, keeping score, but yeah. I, I showed up and they had, they have like an electronic, 
not well scoreboard and clock and he's like are you gonna run the clock today i was like i wasn't planning on it and he's like okay well will you do it if nobody else shows up and i was like i guess so you gotta show me how to do it yeah um luckily someone else showed up and he's like well you can keep score i was like okay he's like just write down if they make it and then fouls so we weren't doing any like rebounds or shot attempts or any of that kind of stuff obviously not one man operation here (laughs) Turnovers, yeah, 97 I, turnovers. I'm like, I don't know the names of any of the players on our team. Right, it's so all I'm just like, what number was that? Um, <laughs> all numbers, yeah. So, but it is, it is, it's full court, but I assume it's yeah, a shortened court. court. Yeah, I mean, they play on nine foot rims, which, I mean, really? it's interesting at at this age. It's that so they, me. I guess, last year they played on eight foot rims, and this year they've gone up to nine foot rims. Okay. Um, my daughter, who is one of the shorter kids just at her age in general, but um, <clears throat> on the team can not really uh, get up that high. shoot that high. Like she has yeah. to be pretty close to like get it up that high. Um, and some of the other girls too. So that's, that's why like there's basically oh. three girls that are taller that can sort of heave it up right. to the basket. Yeah. And no, uh, <laughs> the other girls, I mean, the other girls are about as useful as my daughter. They they can dribble a little better, but like I said, we have our big three that score. So, so the this begs the question: What are you doing at home to increase fundamentals? Because God knows, aside from rebounding, and that's even not an A level for you. You really have no fundamentals. You have no jumper. Uh, I mean, we've like done some passing. I mean, I've, honestly, before the season, like my daughter was terrified of the ball. Like I threw a bounce pass at her and she she'd sort dodge of it. Yeah. <laughs> try to get out of the way. I mean, it I makes see that when the, I mean the, when the ball's that size compared to your body, it is a little scary at first. If you have no confidence in catching the ball or dribbling it or anything, but I assume um, they play with has, a smaller ball. She right? has practice. Yeah. They play with a slightly smaller okay. ball. She has okay. practice one day a week in a game and others. So okay. with her other activities, gymnastics, some schoolwork, she, we don't really do a lot of, uh, basketball practice out outside of it, but I, I, I try to show her like getting position, you know, boxing out for rebounding. But she's <laughs> she's not aggressive enough to do that. It's like you got to use your butt to sort of push people out of yeah. the way. And she's like what? leverage. That's right. It's like trust me, I was not the tallest guy, but I could rebound the shit out of the ball just because I knock people out of the way. <laughs> it's true, you know, it's true. What, what if did I have Gross to, say? by law, give you credit for the greatest rebounder of all time. I don't know. I forgot what Richie Gross said. <laughs> greatest natural wait. rebounder. Greatest natural that. rebounder. Of, yeah. He said a lot of things. <laughs> he probably called anyway. me the greatest natural jump shooter at some point, too. And I'm sorry. Sure. That's not true. I'll take the compliment, but not accurate. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, <clears throat> well, I mean, good. I think she she's into it. She's having fun. Like, Does she have friends on the team? I know that's important. Um, she has one friend on the team that she played soccer with. I mean, they're not like close friends. Yeah, soccer um, friend. I got you. But then there are other girls from her school in the league, so she knows people. Right. Um, but yeah, she's she has. <laughs> I don't. I might have said this before, but she hasn't quite picked up on the fact that like she'll be open, and some of the <laughs> better teammates will not pass it to her because they're like she's oh, gonna mess good. this up, which I feel kind of bad, but she. She doesn't seem to get that they're willfully ignoring her. I mean, it's hard to, like, 
right. it's easier to see from a distance if you're on the court it's hard to know that like you're you're not the only person wide open and no one's passing it to you <laughs> and she gets the ball occasionally um like i said it's her first time playing so i'm i'm not too worried about it like i'm not worried she's going to be a professional no, wnba player anyway but um she she sort of like with most activities if she's into it she'll she'll practice more and like then I'll, I'm happy to help her with it more and we've talked about maybe getting a hoop but I don't know if that's gonna happen. Well, and the good thing about a game like basketball is I'd imagine she may have even played it at school before or or maybe will Possibly. now like has yeah. the opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. It's interesting uh, at this age like just seeing some of the boys which I think are the same age like. Obviously, well, not obviously. I mean, a lot of those sort of like gender stereotypes are pretty evident, and I don't, I, I'm not, I, I try to tell if it's just like inherently baked in. Like, they're just a lot more aggressive. They, they know the game more. I think they've been playing longer, probably, and probably yeah. like their dads are like, you got to do this. You know, they're more like <clears throat> pushy with dads. them about how to do it. But yeah. They're definitely like they can definitely chuck the ball farther too because they're still at that age where like I think in a couple years like the girls will all be taller than the boys but right now they're still pretty like evenly heighted for the most part right and definitely Um, smaller size or weight wise I guess so yeah so it's an all girls league then that she's playing yeah yeah there's a girls league and a boys league so because I I have a I have a buddy whose kid is five or six a few years younger and um he posts on instagram every weekend when they have games every saturday and it's pretty entertaining but he posts pictures and short little videos but the every, as long as he's been doing it as long as he's been doing it which is a couple of years it's always a mixed team like there's some boys and some girls playing oh, together no that's not a co-ed league it's funny there's so they they share a gym for practice and they basically like each team practices on one hoop and then they do a full court scrimmage, scrimmage. for like the last yeah. half of practice basically and sure. there's one girl on the other team who uh she's small too but she's got like a pretty tight handle she reminds me of like a i mean for that age like she can she like she can actually dribble change directions and sort of like move around with the ball way better than that's pretty much anyone else on the court. Yeah. So she, she and she, you can tell she's sort of like into sports. She just has that look about her, like right. she's not fucking around. Like I'm gonna. Yeah. She's still too small to really like shoot the ball well, but she, she's like a young Steve Nash, just like dancing around the court, like passing the get. She's got and dime to the other. She's players. got like knee high. She's got the knee high socks. She does her own ponytail, <laughs> puts her own headband on. Yeah, no, I, I know the time. She's got the rec specs. Yeah. She doesn't have rec specs. Tape on the fingers. She doesn't have the knee high socks, but she definitely has the ponytail with like, she's the, she seems like the kind of kid that would like sort of like wipe a bloody nose with her hand and keep playing. Keep going. Yeah. Get the There are definitely other kids who are not like that in the league. There's this one girl who's also on that other team who was on my daughter's soccer team before. uh, Her name's Caroline. And she's like the most injury prone kid. Like, she cries at least once every scrimmage because she just she's clumsy and like falls down yeah. a lot. <laughs> like right. The last time she like fell down and like slammed her head on the floor. I mean, these aren't like fake injuries. Some of the soccer ones were kind of divey, but yeah, she no, uh, basketball you can she just yeah, you can she hits things. the ground a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, you honey, hear that the, smack on the hard like the thud. floor. You're like, Oof, yeah, that's good. This is 
this is not grass, honey. You got to you got to stay <laughs> off the ground. It's going to hurt a lot more. It doesn't give pretty much at all. Um, well, that's good. Yeah, get her out there. Get some fundamentals going. You know, how's how's the dribble? How's her handle? Is she one of the two handers uh, or just it, the double dribbles? She she doesn't. I she was doing the double dribble with two hands the other day in practice, but for the most part, she dribbles okay. I mean, she's not like. She's not like the young Steve Nash on the other team, but um, she can dribble the ball. Like she, she'll bring the ball down the floor a couple of times. Um, nice. She's not great, but she, she is a little just tentative in general. So she's not like yeah. looking to like drive the lane or anything. <laughs> but she can dribble fine. She certainly could be better if she practiced. Obviously, right. she's not looking. She to really do wants. She really like wants this. to dribble between her legs, but it. Typically, in Pratt, when she's trying to do it, it involves lifting up of one of her legs. And I'm like, right. if you want to do it between your legs, you got to practice going back and forth through. You can't lift up yeah. your leg. That never happens in a game. And again, your legs, your legs. I don't know if they're actually high enough off the ground to really do this effectively. Like That's what I thought you were going to say, is that it doesn't actually like, fit between I don't know, her legs. Four feet tall, 310 maybe. So yeah. it's... She, they're squeeze. not playing with a full-size basketball, but like... There's probably like six inches of clearance, like three top right. and bottom, so right. it's easy to like bump it off your legs when you're trying to get it between. <clears throat> yeah, maybe maybe work up to that. Just work on the handle first. Then yeah, she can figure out the between the legs. Practice dribbling back. Or hell, have her have her get the spin move, like you were saying. That's I'm impressed. Anyone at that age has an actual spin, legit spin move. The spin move is hilarious. Uh, because I mean, all these kids have a, a pretty healthy Euro step. Like their gatherers, like five or six oh, steps course. before they put it up. <laughs> but she she picks it up, does the spin move, and then goes up for the layup, like pretty seamlessly. So I'm like, oh, that's nice. You've got to be the only She's... father that talks about their their kids gather and Euro step <laughs> in a seven eight year old <laughs> basketball league or whatever the, the ages are. It's just straight eight. These are there's mm. it's not a, like a U ten. It's just eights. Oh, okay. There's enough people. That's good. So, yeah. Interest in basketball is heavy. That's good. good I guess year. so. <clears throat> okay. Oh, man. Well, that's a good update. What? Nothing. I was just thinking about yeah. our games. <laughs> Pretty funny. So what, games are on the weekends or games are during the week? Yeah, games are on Saturdays. Practices on Monday, which mm. I don't think they let the coaches pick. you think they'd have practice on like a Wednesday to sort of spread it out a little or, better. Yeah, it's Tuesday at least. Yeah. There's no fundamentals yeah, like for five days. Five days practice. off, yeah. Yeah, ball game. Remember we were like playing that. basketball? You're like, huh? I do um, not. I'm eight. I was doing other things. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. So okay. I, I so I made I put a couple topics on the list. The first one, yes. unfortunately, the wrong Tigers won last night. That is correct. Clemson Tigers, Tigers lost. Um, but I wanted to talk about the targeting penalty in college football. Now, I... Typically, okay. don't watch any college football. I've only watched two games this two year. Two games, the, the, <laughs> the semifinal and the, one the final. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I, I did not realize that targeting was a thing. I mean, they have the same sort of basic penalty in the NFL, but it, correct in college football, if you hit somebody with your helmet, you get fucking kicked out of the game. Pretty much. Yeah, I know there are specific rules, but that seems ridiculous. Like I feel like that was at least a factor, one of the factors in swinging the game last night. I, mean, I think it also yeah. helped Clemson win the week before when that Ohio State player got kicked out. It did. It 
the penalty seems too steep. I I get the point. Like I know they're trying to prevent uh, yeah injuries, concussions, injuries, and all that kind of stuff. But yep. like these guys, I, I they're definitely I think now teaching younger players to less like lead with the head tackle. Yes. But these guys have probably been doing it since they were five. Like we're True. taught that way, and now they're like you can't do that. So they're like, all right, I'll try not to. But like. It's crazy to me that that guy got kicked out of the game. I mean, yeah. I know that's the rule, but like, that's a huge penalty to get kicked <clears throat> out of the game. Like, why don't it they is. just make it a personal foul or like yeah, make him yards. sit out for a quarter or something? Like, and by the, the way, game seems it was a insane. personal foul. It was 15 yards, <laughs> and it got kicked. I know that. I know they have that too, but they, yeah. but being like kicked out of the game seems insane to me. So here, here's my general thought on it, and, and I don't know exactly the difference between the college penalty and the NFL penalty. I feel like there's like degrees, kind of like flagrant fouls in the NBA. I feel like there's degrees in the NFL. Um, I also don't think they remove anyone from the game in the NFL. I could be mistaken. No, that's that's what I'm saying. That's the diff- That's the main difference. That's the main me. difference. Okay. It's a personal foul in the NFL, but you don't get kicked. I mean, if you pulled out a knife and stabbed somebody, they kick you out of the game. But there, there's a couple of targeting with that the, happen. Yeah. I know they don't call it targeting, but like the sort of personal foul with yep. the helmet hit lead with the helmet yeah so um, yeah and sorry one more thing yeah i know like there was a play i'm pretty sure the clemson guy went up in the air and the fucking lsu dude just laid him out like he he didn't actually catch the ball or maybe it was mari rogers yeah mari rogers and it was just got fucking lambasted which yes <laughs> To me, I was like, "Why is why don't you get kicked out of the game for that one?" I know he's like catching the ball, but like that dude he, was totally defenseless, more defenseless than the dude that got cracked in the chest or whatever with yeah. the the helmet yeah. guy. Yeah. So it's, the the rule just seems dumb to me. So a couple specifically thoughts. the getting kicked out. Sorry. Yeah, I'll comment on, on both of those. I'll comment on the second one first. So that was Amari Rogers went up for a pass. It sailed way over his head. I can't remember the guy's name on LSU, but he they immediately mention he's their dirtiest player has gotten the most penalties and <laughs> the most, you know, he's served the longest suspensions or whatever all season. But yeah, in that, in that situation, I think there should be a rule similar to what the NBA has where you have to allow the person room to land. Right. Because Amari Rogers was just floating in the air and the guy nailed him in his ribs. Like I watched the replay. I was like, Ugh, yeah, I, know wear, I, like, I don't know about nowadays. giving him room to land. That's, I mean that's football. You want to you want to hit them while they're in the air so they drop the ball. Of course, and that's fine. And if he caught the ball, of course. But he clearly wasn't catching it. And you're right, the dude just <laughs> jacked him for no reason. It it served no purpose. Um, and even if he had caught that ball, like, what, what was that going to do? And it was it's. It, I agree that felt like a dirtier play than. And of course, I'm biased, so let me just put yeah, that out there. Yeah, but right that now. But that still. one seemed intentionally dirty versus the other one. Hundred percent. I mean, maybe he went in with the head, but it didn't seem. It seemed like he was just trying to tackle him. It wasn't like he was so trying to injure and spear him or anything. Here's what, and that, by the way, that good term. That's that's what it used to be called. They don't use that term anymore. But here's what <laughs> happened on that on that play that you're talking about. Um, I can't remember the LSU running back's name, but he'd run a few yards, and then someone, it doesn't matter who it was, kind of grabbed him by his ankles, and so he was kind of standing there. He wasn't down yet, and Skalski who was the linebacker for Clemson, comes in and kind of dives towards him to, to bring him down because he needed to be tackled and put to the ground. He was still yeah. a live player. I mean, and it's as a violent happens, game, so shit's going to happen. Of course it is. Of course it is. And as happens so many times in football, as he's diving in, and he was leading with his head, he probably had bad technique or whatever, 
the LSU player ducked his head. I'm not blaming him. He did it instinctively too. And they cracked yeah. helmets. Like, and so because Skowski was midair and couldn't change his body direction, he's thrown out of the game for that. My point is, I think, I'd have to watch it again 10 times in slow motion, but I think when Skowski left the <laughs> ground jumping towards this guy, if the guy had stayed stationary, he would not have gotten hit in the helmet. And it was very close to, it wasn't like he ran, it wasn't like he dove with his head towards the LSU player's head. It wasn't that aggressive. No, I don't, it was like so a I chip. think, it yeah. seemed to me like the announcers were saying it wasn't so much the helmet to helmet contact. It was the leading with the helmet. So like if you hit it, yeah. they were saying something about the crown of the helmet. If you hit like basically yep. with the top of the helmet into yes. their body, that's targeting. Correct. Which using yeah. your body, I mean, as the helmet, a spear. the helmet, the helmet would be complete bullshit. Cause yeah, that guy, if you don't that know where his time. head's going to be, <laughs> of course not. You know where it is I, that the helmet to helmet, I think is a more specifically NFL rule where like, it is. If you have, if you have the helmet to helmet contact, I don't know. I just thought that was a bullshit rule. I, again, I feel like it benefited Clemson the week before, it did. but it was one of the things that really fucked them because it seemed like they were, they weren't doing great, but they were hanging there. And then after they that, were they were three, just, they were three points down at that point. That pushed LSU further point. down the field. <laughs> LSU scored, and then at the, from that point forward, Clemson never scored again. They had one touchdown in the third quarter, and that was it. Um, and LSU scored two more times. They got a field that. goal at the end, didn't they? No. I thought they did. No, the field goal was Cause I, in the first I, half. Cause I, no, because I went to bed. It was like 51 to 21, and it was and they ended up with like 24, didn't they? Uh, you're wrong on all fronts. LSU never got the mm-hmm. 51. Final score was 42 to 25. It was 17 to 21 and half. That's when they got the field goals in the first half. In the second half, no, they I scored a touchdown and went for two. Maybe maybe I had seen it. I don't know. I I watched till about the beginning of the fourth quarter. Yeah. And then when they scored when they were up by like two or three scores, I was like, fuck it, they're not they're not coming yeah. back. They were fourteen, yeah. The other um, thing about the game, I was texting with Ricky, I was like, It's fucking ten thirty on the East Coast and it was like or ten o'clock and it was like Yeah. There was still eight minutes left in the second quarter. I was like, Jesus Christ, can this game go any slower? I gotta tell you, one of the one of the best parts about living in Mountain Standard Time is I am never up late to watch any sporting event, any major sporting event. But you're right. It was over. It was probably 10, 20, 10, 30 here when the game ended. I mean, it was late. I can, you know, yeah. everybody was watching on the East Coast. And I, I get that they have to delay it enough so the West Coast can do it. Uh, of course. Like, uh, of course. Why are they playing this? Why don't we play this game on a fucking weekend so we can start at like three in the afternoon? Like well, the fucking Super Bowl. I know I've, it's because of the NFL playoffs, but. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, it's so <laughs> annoying. Yeah, one hundred percent. That's why. Um, and I, I, I've heard, I've seen people post about that. And and one of my, one of my friends said something which kind of almost makes sense, although it'd be a bit aggressive. They were like, so between the the semifinals were on obviously December twenty eighth. I went to that game, and the finals yesterday the thirteenth. It was fifteen or sixteen. I think it was sixteen days between games. So like, if they're waiting that long, just play it the week between the AFC NFC championship and the Super Bowl. They're like it'll be the greatest three weeks of yeah. football in American history. You'll have the AFC championship, the NFC championship on a Sunday. The next weekend you'll have the college football final and the next weekend's the Super Bowl. And I was like, yeah, but that'd be like or a just, month between Just do it the last week of the week 17 or whatever the NFL season cuz most of those games are like inconsequential anyway. 
Yeah, but when was that? Was that January? That would have been... Yeah, uh... That or was maybe the last two week weeks ago? Three weeks? Two weeks Wait. Yeah, that's right in the middle of quote-unquote bowl season. That's the problem. They don't want to... They don't want to take away from their own product. I, I don't know. I, I agree. But I mean, hey, hell, or, it happens with... Or fuck, have the sports. NFL push the... Do a week between the first round of the playoffs and the last week of the NFL. That could Just make sense. Just do it then. That could make sense. Let teams... Then you get, get you string the NFL season out another week. It's like mid February when they do it. I guess they then they get into Valentine's Day and there's I don't know. Yeah, you can't. Anyway. You can't. Hang on, hang on. You can't interrupt Westminster. I mean, come on. Second Monday and Tuesday in February. <laughs> is, that, is that what that is? It's the second Monday I, and Tuesday. I in February. don't think that's one of the concerns, but I could be wrong. It's always the week after the Super Bowl, like. Eight, eight and nine days after the Super Bowl is Westminster. So put it down on your calendar, folks. Very excited this year. I got a good feeling about the, uh, the Shiba Inu. I don't know. Um, <laughs> we, we can talk Westminster in detail in a couple weeks. So let's, let's get to that, – that's I don't really want to talk much more about the college football playoffs. Wait, I'm no, I, got, disappointed. I got one more topic. Okay. Um, this oh, hang on. Before not... you do, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Before you do. <laughs> It came yeah. out today, Caesar Sportsbook, 2020. Clemson is two to one. That's the best odds. Yeah, I saw that they were next the, year's. Yeah, they're the, the leader. Alabama is number two. Ohio State number three. Georgia number four. So if you're looking for parity in the sport, don't look to college football. Okay, what was your other topic? <laughs> uh, so my wife texted me and one of her coworkers, who is a friend of mine, who actually listens to the pod sometimes. Um, about shout out. She's like, yeah, shout out to one. Uh, so she she's like, Pearl Jam's coming to Baltimore, and I was like, oh, whatever. And but <laughs> my friend was quite excited about it. But uh, my point, I was like, I was texting Ann later. I'm like, those tickets are gonna be like fucking 150 dollars or some bullshit like that. Um, I know our well, my friend Kurt your sort of friend Kurt like sure, they, Pearl Jam came to Portland probably I don't know probably like five or six years now ago maybe seven and uh, he's like <laughs> one of one of our mutual friends wanted to go so he's like oh I just bought four tickets and then I sold them sold the extra two basically on StubHub for double what I paid so I basically went for to pay free. for the four <laughs> yeah yeah I was like I believe it I was like god damn that's insane but just like people love that, I, I was I like I'd kind of like to see them, but also I haven't listened to Pearl Jam since their second album, which I looked up came out in '93. So I'm pretty sure I would have no idea what like 95 percent <laughs> of the songs are. Yeah, you have to catch they're up. They're apparently releasing their 11th studio album. Like, man, they're taking their sweet fucking time with that shit. Wow. Nine... Wow. That's a 35 year <laughs> career. That's yeah, that's, that's, like, a, that's a while. That's insane. Um, but I wouldn't say they're like a bucket list show for me, but like, uh, okay. I, mean, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing them, but do you have, uh, are there bands? I know you have probably a bucket list. Are there? I do. What, what are some of your white whale shows left to see or, or bands <laughs> that you want to see that you'd like to see? Well, I saw one of them in November. Sorry. This Pearl Jam was also 
one one of the ones on his list that he really like on his for one bucket list of bands to see. Was, That's sort it of was where one for one. Okay. Two 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 quick questions, and then I'll answer your question. First of all, how much were the tickets? And second of all, where are they playing? Well, they're playing in Baltimore at. Like, is it an arena? Is it a theater? Yeah, That's it's an arena. There, so they, you can, the verified fan registration is open. Whatever mm. the fuck that means. I think you have to sign up for something, or that maybe if not you're part you. of a fan club. Yeah, not what's you. that? It means not. No, you. certainly That's not. What that but means. no. Not a verified well, I think fan. anybody you can sign anybody can sign up for it. You just have to like give them your email. Yeah, but it's not you. Sign up for their. Um, also, it, they're being sold through Ticketmaster. Didn't Pearl Jam have like a? Didn't they like sue Ticketmaster like of course 20, they did. thirty years ago? Of course. Um, it doesn't. So it doesn't. The prices are not listed yet because the tickets are not yet for sale. Okay. It's funny you said uh, one hundred and fifty. That's exactly what I was thinking before you even brought up this topic. When I just saw Pearl Jam tickets. On the list, I feel like I feel like that's what Kurt told me he paid for them when he saw them a while ago. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, I, that's insane to me. I don't really want to pay that much money to see anybody. No sporting event, sure. Concert, no. Yeah, I come on. Especially for a band that I know is going to tour again. I mean, whatever. Like I said, this they're not like my favorite band. I they definitely were my favorite band. Probably. Oh yeah, they were. 25 years ago for Hundo P they were yes they definitely were um um, but they fell off that top tier pretty quickly okay and I have no idea if they'd be playing songs that I want to hear see that's what I worry about with a band that's that has that storied I mean yeah they're gonna finish and come out do an encore and play Jeremy and you know hopefully play why go home? Whatever that song's called. I mean, they're gonna play some of the hits from Ten and from yeah, they'll definitely play some from Ten and Verses, the two yeah, only verses. two albums that I've ever listened. That you know, honestly, the only <laughs> song I'd want to hear them play is "State of Love and Trust" from uh, the single soundtrack because that song State is love fucking and rips. Trust, it's a... You think they'd play any uh, "Temple of the Dog"? Just for the probably not. The deep well, cut fans? I, no. maybe as a tribute. I feel like as that's tribute, probably yeah. past. They'd have to have no somebody sing the Chris um, Cornell part, though. Good luck with that. I think, who I think is, the uh, Soundgarden drummer is their drummer now, though. That's possible. Who's who's opening? I think. Do you know? Uh, I have no fucking idea. I don't think... Oh, so there's public, eh, public ticket sale info. Here we go. Uh, We're going in deep, folks. So strap in. There's yeah. there's the fan verified fan registration and public presale. There's also the fan club presale. Ooh. Ten club. Ooh. Um it still doesn't say that mm. Wait, what were you asking me? Who's opening? It doesn't it doesn't list That's an opener awesome. that I can see. I see. Probably because okay. they have not announced Probably prices or anything. That makes sense. Um well, keep us up to date. When is the show? You never even mentioned when the show was. Um, March, maybe? And why did Anne find this? Someone must have told I her. I can't hear her. I don't know. I can't it's see her. Like, like scouring the so web. We were on a text like, chain. Oh, I was, like, I, yeah. I was like, oh, Anne runs the uh, <laughs> Pearl Jam subreddit thing. <laughs> He's like, no, she does not. I was like, of course she doesn't. Um, I, I have no idea. She was probably reading 
like the Baltimore Sun or something, something else. and they had a yeah. blurb about it, I would guess. I got you. I have no idea how she found it. I, I just had to bring that up. Why in the fuck would Anne give two shits? Would she go? You think she would want to see them? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Well, this but is all I backwards then. I don't really know. Okay, good deal. Well, keep us up to date on that. Uh, in terms of a bucket list, I mean, it's it's interesting. I, you know, we, we talk about music, or we have talked about music a lot on this podcast, obviously. So most people understand kind of what our musical favorites are, what our musical history is. Um, you know, the fact that I've been in bands, stuff like that, the, 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 you know, yeah. top 10, shut up, the top 10 list or top 20 list or whatever bands that I could think of that I would want to see. I don't, I don't mean, I don't need the whole I think, list. I just wonder. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, like, I'm, like I'm not going to give you the whole list, but if I think about it, like, you know, who were the most influential bands to me growing up? The Bad Religions, No Effects, um, Mill and Colin, uh, like all the, you know, all that. Fat Friends Records, Epitaph, not Friends or Rom. Um, what? I although I, ha- although I have seen them. Fan. I mean, you know, respect for Australia, but um, like Propagandi, like all these bands, I've seen them all. I've seen literally all those bands I just mentioned. I've seen, like I said, I, I mentioned that I went to the show back in November between the Barry and me. That was on the list. I've seen Engine Down. I've seen, like I've, I, I can't think I, of a band. I'd like to see Propagandi. That's one that I would like to see. Propagandi is hard. When I saw them, it was on their first ever tour in oh, even better. the U.S. And I'm pretty <clears> sure it was still that the How to Clean Everything tour, but this was... Or maybe it wasn't. It was probably Today's Empire Smart sure, Ashes. But, but I was at... Tour ever, but... No, I was at Clemson and I had an exam the next day and I had to drive to the Masquerade in Atlanta to see them. And I did, and I got back at like 3 a.m., and I stayed up all night and studied, and I have no idea what grade I got, so don't ask me. But totally worth it, because they put on a great live show, um, and they they just don't tour. I mean, they're, they're Canadian, for those of you that don't know, and they just don't tour the—or they didn't tour the States very often back then. I'm so sure they played Baltimore like since. a year or two ago, and I was going to go, but I was like, it was one of those things where I was like, ah, fuck, I just don't feel like going. Yeah. No, I understand, but they're—I mean—that's actually a band I've been listening to a lot recently, just on Spotify or YouTube Music, whatever. They're just really good, even those newer albums. Um, still, like they have not really changed much. In fact, they've gotten harder, like compared to How to Clean Everything. How to Clean Everything had you know Scott Socks and had some other like kind of goofy songs. Their stuff nowadays, obviously, very political. You know, they talk a lot about vegetarianism, veganism, and. They talk a lot about politics and their thoughts on politics, but it's just, it's still just fucking shreds, man. They don't mess around. So uh, if they played, if I heard they were playing anywhere near here, I would definitely make every effort to go see them. Um, I mean, maybe, and this is not in the top part of my list, maybe towards the bottom of the list, a band like Get Up Kids. I've never seen Get Up Kids live, but for me, Get Up Kids, like two of their albums I like and the rest I'm just kind of like, eh. Like, it's good, but it doesn't do anything for me. So, um, sorry, so yeah. I'm looking at the Pearl Jam website. This is actually interesting. They have oh, a boy. thing of, like, a tab for songs. So, like, you can look up any song, and it says how many times that they played it. I'm what? assuming that's live. How live, many times they yeah. played it live, and when the last time they played it live. 
So, State of Love and Trust, the song that I was like, oh, I'd want to see that song. Twice. They've played live uh, 380 times. Okay. Which is kind of insane that they've had that many shows. Seems like a lot. Some of them have been played over 500 times. And last played September 2nd, 2018. So that seems like it. Oh, there's a chance. Like in the rotation-ish. Yeah, if you got decent seats, you could yell out. September 2nd, 2018 looks like the most current date, so that may have been their last tour. Okay. The one with the highest number, I swear I saw. Jeremy, they. Oh, September 4th, 2018. They played that one 537 times. Not surprised. Well, that's good odds. What loser? State of Love and Trust is 300. Jesus Christ. It's it's actually Eddie Vedder. He runs the website. <laughs> Probably. Just in case all of you want to know how many oh. times we've played the songs. Yeah. So I think the winner is well, Alive. I haven't looked at Alive yet, but mm. Even Flow they pay, played 813 times. I see. Hang on, that shocks me. That Jeremy's trailing by 300 to Even Flow. Like if you said to well, Pearl, if you Jeremy's said to Hunt, more listen, of a a ballad though. I feel like Even Flow has the. It's more of a rocker. It's more Dave Matthews. Yeah. So, no, but if you if you picked a hundred people on the street who had heard of Pearl Jam and you said name one song, fifty-seven of them are naming Jeremy. They're not naming even Flo. I don't, I'm sorry, I don't know if not. that's still true. I mean, hundred percent that's true. It's interesting. We well, they basically stopped making videos after their first album, second album. So like, right. I don't know what people's sort of consciousness is of their catalog like i honestly have no idea the only songs that i've heard off of any of their last eight albums are the bill simmons intro and i have no idea what song that is oh right and and uh i'm sure i've heard like a cover or something of one of their other songs yeah yeah well that'll be interesting to see then um, what was I going to ask you? Shit, I was going to ask you something about this. Oh, we were talking about oh. top top bands. No, Bucket no, no. List. It was it's. I, I remember what it, it was. I saw a post. I, I saw a post today on Facebook from Rockefeller's reunion. I don't know if you follow that or not. <laughs> Wait, what Facebook. is that? <laughs> it's just a, it's a Facebook page, and they follow they that. post like old flyers sometimes, and they just have like open conversations and today they posted something that said and I'm going to pose this question to you and then we'll get to our final topic for the night but they said what is the strangest place you've ever seen a show and there were like 15 comments at the point I saw it the point in the day that I saw it and I replied and I said I once saw and played a show in the basement at Jimmy Chen's House of Emo Violence and I was pretty proud that I got you went, that you saw who? No, no, no. It doesn't. They're not asking who you saw. It says where you saw it. And I said I saw and played a show in the basement oh, at Jimmy Chen's house. Oh, saw and played. Sorry, I couldn't understand. What yes, you're saying. saw and played. Yeah. So I'm going to pose that question to you because you go to these fucking free jazz horseshit shows. What's the weirdest place, the weirdest I venue mean, that you've ever seen a show? Wait, I don't see indoors, that question outdoors. On here. Well, let's not waste time now looking for it. <laughs> anyway, let us. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is an easy answer for me, just because when I I lived in Genoa, Italy, for a semester in college, and we had um, 
two Russian exchange students that came and lived with us. They're from Olag and Vitaly. Yeah. They were uh, uh, Sasha and wait, Sasha and Dasha, Daria and their real names were Alexander and Daria, but they went by Sasha and Dasha, I think. Nice. Those are like their abbreviated. Although I, I think I can't remember. It's been anyway a while, over twenty no years. No one cares. Um, just so you know how old I am. Um, and, uh, so what, when they, part of the exchange was after our time in Italy, if you wanted to, you could spend two and a half or three weeks. I don't remember exactly how long it was in St. Petersburg with them. Yep. They spent the whole semester in Italy at the villa that we lived in part of the university. And then we went there, which was, so at first I was like, ah, I'm not going to do this. I want to go home. And then I was like, what the fuck am I doing? I definitely have to go. So I went to St. Petersburg and stayed there with them for a few weeks. Not, not with, I mean, we had like, we, we weren't living with them, but yeah, no, we understand. had accommodations. But we went to a concert. I feel like this might have been on my 21st birthday, but I don't remember exactly. I know we went out on my 21st birthday because we happened to be there during my 21st birthday, obviously. And I didn't drink, so I didn't give a shit, but... So my senior we year in high school, a, I'm following. <laughs> we went to a concert in an old, like, bomb shelter. So you had to go down, like, I don't know, 100 feet underground. And this really? this old bomb shelter was basically a bar. And there was this sort of, like, um, Russian folk band, but they played in sort of a punk style. Like, they had a bunch of horns and stuff. So that, that was probably the craziest place I've ever seen a show. It was fucking awesome. Um, How are the acoustics yeah. in a bomb shelter? I remember it being really good, but I mean, again, my memory's not super yeah. tight on. You were drunk on vodka. Ago. I got you. Um, I'm trying to think if if I've seen any other like crazy shows. I mean, in Portland again, the Magic Marker House where our friends Kurt, friend Kurt used to live. Mm-hmm. Like, he ran record label, still does actually. Now they're releasing something this year. Magic Marker Records, check it out. Um, they had shows in their house, and uh, the Thermals, who are a popular indie rock band from Portland, played there one time, and they, they weren't like super huge yet, but they were big enough that enough people knew about them. And I... So they, they played... They played basically... All the shows were sort of on the first floor of their house. There's, you walk into sort of the living room, and to the right uh, was a staircase, and there was sort of like the kind of like an alcove next to the staircase which is where all the bands played hmm. and i the, the people like they play sort of energetic indie rock punkish music and i thought the floor of the house was going to collapse because people were jumping up and down i was like there's no way this house from like 1947 is going to stay together with like and there was a basement seven, like you would have fallen into a basement i assume it, it, yeah you would have fallen not from like 72 kids jumping up and down inside this house yeah um jimmy chen's house of emo, emo violence was a good one at the 2478 is that the number 20 whatever that no. storage unit place 25 yeah something like that yeah that was an interesting venue it was in a storage unit in yeah, South Carolina in the middle of summer. In the middle Hot of summer with no air conditioning. But the thing about that is once you were in there, you couldn't really tell. Like you knew it was just a big empty space. True. But it wasn't, I, there was nothing crazy about it. I saw know? some shows in Atlanta also in a storage unit. Um, that 
the what the uh, the venue owner was living in. Like he had built a loft in, in the back, <laughs> and I think installed plumbing or something. It was very weird. Like it oh. had a bathroom. Um, I'm trying to think what other weird show places I've been to. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, most uh, of the other ones sh- are like house shows. Yeah, I was about to say house shows. Yeah. Jay Church played a house show in Portland. R.I.P. Lance, um, where they had a bunch of homebrew beer outside. I went to that with Matt Johnson when he came to Jones. visit us in yeah. uh, in Portland. I'm trying to think if I have any. Do you have any other crazy? I mean, and I actually saw this on that Rockefeller's post, and it made me remember that I did it too. Early, early, early in the JYD days, we played at a church. Like it was a punk rock show. It was not like a revival or anything. We played on the the stage Wait, of a the church. Unitarian church. No, it wasn't. It wasn't first. No, I don't remember where it was. This was. I mean, this was literally like our third or fourth show. I remember we covered linoleum. I was very excited about that. Um, the no effect song. And then we also yes, played, I, 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 I played, I played in high school gymnasiums before worst acoustics you could possibly <laughs> imagine. The, um, uh, the Portland there is a church. I think they called it like the, the indie pop Steve. church or the punk church oh, okay. that like, it was an old church, but I think people had moved into and they had shows there. Right. But it was like, it was strange because I think they had built some, structure and because it was sort of in like the sanctuary but it also felt elevated so you're sort of in the the top of the church like the structure was above you and it it was a very strange space because there wasn't really a stage but they had sort of like maybe not pews but it felt like kind of stadium seating like in the round around it if i remember correctly i only went there a couple times but Hmm. interesting so yeah i don't know it's, it's just Fun conversation to have. Yeah, some of the strangest places I've played. I feel like there's probably some other crazy places I've seen a show, but I think the bomb shelter by far was the most. Yeah, no, unique. that's that's a different one. <laughs> that's definitely uh, definitely a different one. That's for sure. Okay, so you'll keep us updated on the Pearl Jam situation as it develops. I've, I've been approved to be a member of Rockefeller's reunion. Oh, congratulations! Now you can find that post. Again, I commented today, you know how Facebook is. It could have been 10 days ago. It could have been 10 minutes before I saw it. That algorithm makes no sense. So I have no idea. Um, All right. So we're going to close the show out with a segment that you've been teasing for a while and that I have literally no idea what it's going to be. But you, for some reason, fancy yourself an improv No, no, no. That's not what I said. (laughs) Okay. That's what I thought I heard is you're an improv expert. So... So let's uh, let's figure this out. Stop reading the Rockefeller stuff, All right. and let's figure out um, this improv thing. So how's this going to work? You got two likes on your. I will. I'll read you the prompt that I thought could work. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> so it's sort of a yes and thing, but of course they call it yes based conversation. People in pairs, that'd be you and I, Perfect. have simple conversations where they use the word yes lots and say yes to statements that pop up, and try to give each other offers that. The person would like to do okay uh, so the example they list is hey let's go to a theme park on Saturday yes let's make a picnic to go with us yes great idea let's take a picnic and eat it on the roller coaster yes I love extreme eating so yes and for those out there is a very common improv tactic the interesting thing that I've always wondered and that did not answer it is does it have to be yes and because that was there were no ands that was all yes can it be no, yes so but? They, they, 
So that the next one on this list is yes and, and it just says play a scene or conversation where every line starts with the words yes and. So oh, that's a separate okay. activity, although it feels well, exactly the fucking same to me. A lot of these are like physical things, so I was like, we can't do that because can't do any that at sort all. of no. physical uh... does not work in this medium. Yeah. Okay, let's go. I'm ready. <laughs> do you want to start? No, you have to give me a topic. Wait, why do I have to give you a topic? I think somebody just comes up with a topic. Oh, okay. So how, well, how did the last one start? Hey, let's go to the amusement park. Let's go to a theme park on Saturday. Okay. It doesn't have to be an event-based thing. No, no, no. I understand. All right, you ready? Uh, probably not, but why not? We'll try it. It's your fucking idea if this thing falls flat. I know. You. <laughs> well, I it's thought we were going to record it and then just tack it on to the end of the show. No, because that's not improv. This is true improv. I know. You're but nervously if it sucks, giggling. We can just cut it out. Well, I mean, that's still a possibility, but yeah, I edit, so probably that's probably fair. not going to happen because you're going to be the one looking like a fool. Okay. You're Wait, ready? why am Here I going to be the one looking like I Sure, let's Because I it. feel like you're not going to do well with this. That's... I just have an inkling. Yeah. You're, wait, you're... we should – big disclaimer. I have no experience doing this, so. I don't either. I just feel like I'll be fine. But I think, you, I think you've taken your appreciation for free jazz to make you think that, yeah, I can free jazz my way through conversation. So before before we start, I have oh. so one of the things like I tr- I've tried to do sometimes with our kids is try to get them thinking creatively. So we'll basically do love it a um, a storytelling exercise. So uh, I'll have one of them or my wife or I start off a story like so like this is the story of blah 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 and she lives in the woods and then and then have like the next person pick up the story so it. Yeah. I try to knock them off by making something stupid happen every time it's my turn. Like, cause nice. they have clearly defined basically repeating of right. story, like fairy tale. And then the princess and goes to, to the like, castle. Yeah, of course. Of course. I'm, I'm always trying to get them to think differently. Like just think of something else. Like what's the craziest thing you can think of sort of thing. Right. And they, they continue to go back to their sort of routine things, which is normal. I mean, I think most people are like, yeah, this yeah. is how the story goes. Especially your younger daughter. What are you expecting? Why why people enjoy improv is because I think that it pushes them outside of their expectations. True? Agreed. I would agree. From okay. what I know of improv that I've also never done. But I have done stand-up, so I feel more prepared. Okay. Although it's been many years. All right. You ready? Here we go. Sure. Hey, let's, let's record it. Let's record a podcast tonight. Yes, let's talk about our favorite movies. Yes, and we can also talk about this ridiculous Pearl Jam concert situation. Yes, I've heard that the jam from Pearls is quite auditorially satisfying. Yes, and speaking of auditorially satisfying, I watched an interview with Barbara Walters the other night. Yes, I love the show 3030. Yes, but I believe it was called 2020. <laughs> yes, that is correct. It was called 2020. I'm not sure what me th- what made me think it was 3030, but maybe it's the schizophrenia. Yes, and I am now realizing you actually thought it was 3030, which is embarrassing. However, boy, that Hugh Downs is probably doing well, huh? <laughs> 
And scene. What are you talking about? No, I didn't think it was actually 30-30. Oh, I was just I fucking know. with you. Okay. I that went better than I thought. 34-30. It did go better than I, than I thought as I well. I don't know if we're supposed to try to make it funny, because they sort of end with a little joke. Yes, I love extreme eating, but... Right. I mean, we can. I mean, I got a Hugh Downs reference in there. I think that's pretty funny. True. I don't think he's been mentioned on a podcast I'm since the invention of podcast. I'm Barbara Walters. And it was actually Barbara Streisand. I realized that as I was saying Barbara Walters. Wait, did you say Barbara Streisand? Oh, you meant to no, say Barbara No, 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 Barbara no. No, I meant to say Barbara Streisand, but I said Barbara Walters. Um, no, it was, I, it was just to fill everyone in since we're taking a pause, taking a beat here. It was a documentary on Mike Wallace. It's very interesting. Like, I didn't realize he started out as an actor. Mike Wallace from 60 Minutes, for those that aren't familiar. Yes. He's, He's now deceased passed, now, right? Yeah. He is, yeah. He was born in like 19... 19- 18 or something like he was ancient in his last few years at at uh, at the minutes but yeah he was like a he was an actor and a, a spokesperson for like cigarettes and soaps before he became a legit journalist and ultimately he definitely did on, cigarettes you could tell from his 60 voice minutes. oh yeah he did yeah, he cigarettes deep he did um, cigarettes i just want to say looking at this this blog that i pulled this off of um yeah. some of the exercises are so it's, this one's called Captain Welcome to Ship Chat. I have an example scene that I talked through with examples of the difference between accepting and blocking. It's a bit long to write up at the moment, but I will get to it one day. I'm like, why did you fucking put it in there? Then? You're basically like, this one's Teaser. fun, but I'm not going to tell you how to do it. <laughs> Pretty much. I hit $1,000 somewhere, but I'll talk about it later. What? <laughs> Just like, what the hell? Draw some map, dickhead. What the fuck? Okay, what's another one? Or do you want to do that one again? Um, let's see. That was the one that, that I was thought was going to be the easiest. A lot of them have a bunch of, uh, they require like five or six people. We can do one, and I, I'm i sure I didn't just make this up, but I, I did just think of it, where we, similar to what we just did, we have a conversation, but we have to start each statement, each successive statement with the next letter in the alphabet. Ooh, I like, like that I, one. I say, I say, all right, let's start the game. And you go, but I'm not ready. And I go, cunt, get ready or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you go. <laughs> That's always where you go. Right away. The British version of cunt. I mean, it's, it's very family friendly. <laughs> yes. It's like saying buddy to them. They're all, they're all. All right, very, we can do that. That sounds good. All right. And we'll see how far are we, we starting go. with A or we, what? Oh, no, then we can see how far we get. Yeah. Shit, now I'm going to have to remember the alphabet. I swear upon all that's holy in this world, if you pull up the alphabet on your computer <laughs> so that you can play this game, I'm going to punch you through the fucking phone. I'm definitely going to do all that. All right. You start since I started the last time, and I already know my, my A word. It has uh, to be. Su- Are you? Did you really pull up the alphabet, you idiot? You dunce cap. Make sure I don't miss it. Is that- <laughs> oh, I pulled up oh alphabet company. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to be thinking about what the next letter is. (laughs) No, that's part of the challenge. You can't pre-write it all. All right, you ready? All right. I'm always ready. All in the Family is my favorite TV show. Bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers, maybe? I mean, is that better? Dickhead, listen to me. (laughs) 
you clearly have picked the wrong shows. I mean, Cheers might be top 20, but that's as high as I'll put it. Egg on my face with this conversation, I guess. <laughs> Fucking retarded is how I would explain how this is going. But let's keep talking about TV shows. <laughs> Golden Girls, I think, would be a great segue to go, jump to next. I like how all of yours start with profanity, by the way. <laughs> However, this one did not. I love Golden Girls. B. Author was the star of that show, in my opinion. I disagree. I think that... Uh, wait, is B. Arthur the... Sophia? No. No, Sophia the was the star of the show. Dorothy! Dorothy! I, was that I'm a, a comment? Yes. Oh, okay. Just kidding. I disagree I think what Sophia I said. was the... Oh, okay. Just kidding. I agree. Sophia was the star of that show. What are your thoughts on Blanche? Clutzy sometimes, and the over-sexiness of a 60-year-old was a little too much for me. Loser. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Blanche had the southern charm. Everybody loved her. Although, let's get back to the real star of the show. I agree with you. Sophia, thoughts? Hmm. Which I believe starts with an H, but go ahead. No, no, I was doing a mmm. <laughs> no, you moron, say some, you have to do more. I was going to say something with Maud, and I threw myself off. Maud? <laughs> Getting back to B. Arthur. Maud was played by B. Arthur. By so B. Arthur, I she know. She seems I like know. an appropriate uh, piece of information to insert here. Not correct. I completely disagree. But let's give you another chance to say something positive about one of the other characters from the show. How about Betty White? Oh, yes. I loved Betty White. She was a great comic relief in the show, and her down-home feel-good humor was a real addition to the Golden Girls universe. Philanthropically, though, I don't think she really did that much for the community. I think that's where B. Arthur really shined. Thoughts? Quick question. Is... Uh, B. Arthur, B. Arthur is dead. Are they all dead? Right. So you're not sure if they're all dead or not? <laughs> Thinking they're all dead. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they are. Unsure, though, correct? Very much sure they're all dead. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Are you sure or are you unsure? Xylophone, motherfucker! They are all dead. <laughs> Yes, another xylophone reference. <laughs> Zebra stripes. <laughs> Drop them Man, <laughs> the X and the Z are fucking killers. Wait, what really did we do are. for Q? I don't remember what we did for Q. Oh, I said you quick said question. question, I think. Yeah, or quick that, question. That yeah, you double one. up for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we should get bonus points for doubling the word. All right, this is, this is more successful than I thought it would be. Uh, that was a good I, one, I, the I alphabet. Yeah, I like that game. I kind of shit the bed on the first half of the alphabet, but I did. I you really came did. strong at the end. I think once we got rolling with the the, the actual well, I was theme, like I was doing the thing where I was thinking I was thinking ahead rather than improvising <laughs> and just going with what was right. given to me. And I was just trying to think of a naughty word for whatever letter was upcoming. I the other thing, and we can we half. can tease this for next week is okay. Um, I think it's something that. Um, Shit, what's his name? The guy that does uh, Portlandia. 
Oh, um, Fred Fred Armisen. Fred Armisen. He he has a character on uh, Saturday Night Live where he basically speaks nonsense. Like so, he'll start a sentence and then break into it mid sentence. So he talks for a long time, but ba- basically says nothing. Right. So he'll say, but when you go, sometimes when you're doing things, I see what you mean. He just sort of like breaks in multiple sentences, like midway. He so never he says anything. Words. You're always yeah. like expecting him to go somewhere, and he just like switches mid phrase on every single one of them. I thought we yeah. should have a conversation where we both do that, or one of us plays it straight and the other one does it just to drive the other person insane. But see, and that's that's fine. But the problem is with the um, with the lag on Skype, I might not even know we're playing. Oh, <laughs> like fair. sometimes that happens. I'm like, what? <clears throat> and I just wait for the key words at the end. I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course. Absolutely. Oh, um, just a quick follow-up on uh, how stupid people are. Um, Love it. I looked up Alphabet on here. <laughs> That's not my follow-up. Uh, I don't know if you know this, Good. or you probably do. Google has the questions um, that like people ask about whatever you're searching. So the first question yeah, yeah. is, what are the 26 letters of the alphabet? Lovely. And then the next question is, what is the twenty-seventh letter in the alphabet? No, it's not. Yes, it this is. isn't a this isn't a planet situation, you morons. Have we added a new planet? What happened to Pluto? Is it back in? Wow, what is the twenty-seventh letter? Is there an answer to that question? It says, and so they pull it from different places. Yeah. Uh, this says, and the 27th letter of the alphabet. There are 26 letters to the English alphabet with two letters A and I themselves also constituting words. But as seen above, another character, the ampersand, also at times was included among the current 26. So I guess they're saying an ampersand is the 27th letter, which is patently bullshit. bullshit. Question yeah. mark is also not a letter. Yeah. Or I guess ampersand is different because it's... It means a word, but whatever. Ampersand is a symbol. Question mark is punctuate. Like, there's there's categories for all of these things. They're not letters. There's 26 letters. That's um, not changing in my life. Some of the other hits from the questions. What is the alphabet A to Z? I assume they're... <laughs> Who invented alphabets A to Z? Oh, okay. And uh, is Z still in the alphabet? Z, as the Brits call it. Why? Why would a letter get demoted? I, I don't understand. Due so the answer to this from DailyWritingTips.com: the letter Z will be removed from the English alphabet. Surprising as it sounds, it looks like the English alphabet will be losing one of its letters on June first. The main objective is of this change is to simplify the phonetics aspect of the language and to unify the American and British spellings. So I don't know if that's Something to do with Z, as you mentioned, but... But it says remove, not replace. This has got to be a joke. I think this is a bullshit thing. It's an, is it posted on April 1st, 2017? Oh, yeah. It, is. it was. It was an <laughs> April Fool's joke. There you go. So it says, what will happen with the words that have letter Z in them? Depends on the words. According to the ELCC, words that started with a Z will now start with an X. Zero becomes X-E-R-O. XERO, yeah. He scored um, in the end gazone. Words that yeah, have that a Z with work. an S sound will become an S, like a British spelling. It does say at the bottom this post is, post is an April Fool's prank. 
Oh man. And you fell like forward to line and sinker. I didn't. F I was just curious because it's not April here. That, that should be a new segment. Now. Todd reads news from Google <laughs> and determines if it's real or not. <laughs> I think that would be entertaining for the masses. And get them off their collective asses. Okay. Um, so we'll call it right there. New segment, improv. I'll have to work on some theme music perhaps. Probably not for this episode. But um, because we're recording on Tuesday, I might have this episode up before Saturday. A lot of the show has been going up on Saturday. Um, but definitely going to continue the same week trend. I like that. Keeps it more current. Uh, can be a little stressful at times, but not a big deal. I'm happy yeah. to do the work. I'm not stressed. Um, yeah, because you don't do anything. You talk, <laughs> and then you turn your mic off, and then you figure out the alphabet. Um, so, yeah, teasers going forward, mm -hmm. trying to figure out the Pearl Jam situation. We're going to continue the improv games. And uh, If you have improv suggestions, suggestions. Yeah. send them suggestions. along. Send them along to the email, thebropodnetwork at gmail.com. Or if you just have links to improv things. That'd be fine, too. That'd be perfectly fine. Hit us up on the Twitters and the IGs at the underscore bro underscore pod. Of course, you can find our historical podcasts. That sounded wrong. You can find old podcasts. They're not historical, necessarily. <laughs> on, uh, but you never know. They may have some historical they, they, We may talk about history. That is true. That is true. We might talk about history. Uh, but you can find all that stuff at robotnetwork.com. You can also find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes. You name it, we're there. We're motherfucking everywhere. We don't divide. We, multi we don't just survive. We multiply. What's the Gremlins quote? Is that Gremlins? We don't divide. We multiply. No, that's... That's Bebe's kids. <laughs> I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. What the fuck am I? All right, stop. that's Bebe's. Just look up Bebe's kids. It's an old thing. I remember Bebe's kids, but I never I know. watched it, so I don't know. We, I think I think it's we don't survive, we multiply, or we 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 don't just survive. All right, look it up. That that's your homework, everybody listening audience. Look up Bebe's kids. Look for that quote, then you'll see what the hell I'm talking about. All right, so thanks as always for listening. Enjoy the rest of your week, everybody, and until next time. Peace. Sir.